Now introducing the Minor Wisdom Trio! Minor Wisdom! Welcome to Minor Wisdom. Minor Wisdom. I realized this week that I never I never say, hey guys, welcome to Minor Wisdom. Uh, I always just jump right in. So anyway, here we are. Welcome to Minor Wisdom. This week, I have Alexa Hale Walters. Uh, her life probably changed a few years ago for the obvious reasons that, um, you know, you can't say her name anymore without the Russians listening. <laughs> anyway, uh, she is a freaking delight. She, I mean, if you need, I'm sure she has many moments of where she's not smiling and laughing, but I have never seen those moments and I don't care to, um, I'm, and she is, uh, wildly pregnant right now, uh, wanting to have the baby <clears throat> exit said womb, uh, immediately. She told me she was ready. Uh, uh, but you know, I think pregnancy, uh, kind of just does what it does, you know, nine months, I think is what it's the gestation, gesture, just, I didn't warm up, but anyway, that period of time that the baby incubates, if you will. So, um, <clears throat> congratulations to her for pushing through, you know, uh, if you know, Alexa, she's a tiny woman. Um, but, uh, the, the, the pictures that she has posted online, uh, she has, I don't think she's grown anywhere, but her stomach, and it has grown outward as tall as she is. Uh, she has a large bowling ball ready to to hatch. Um, it is also her birthday week. Uh, it, I'm not going to reveal her age. If you're friends with her on Facebook, I think you can figure that out. But uh, she is still rather youthful. So, yes. But happy birthday to her. And also, I think in my uh, with my crack research team, I saw that it would be the anniversary of her engagement. Not her wedding, but of her engagement. Um uh, Anyway, enough about her, right? You're going to hear from her in just a minute. But she, I mean, I just, I don't want to say fell in love with her, not in that sense. But when I met her, I the ener- I fell in love with her energy and just delightfulness um, when I met her. And I don't remember if that was T-X-E-T-A or thespian related. I don't remember what it was, but... I know it was in a bar. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that's something to look forward to. Other things to look forward to are uh, your ability to still buy a Minor Wisdom shirt. Thanks to those who have. I've seen some people send me some pictures of those shirts. They look pretty dang good. Here's my phone going off. Oh, it's my mother-in-law, my meal. Uh, thanks to my mother-in-law, by the way. So I started the as I've said in the past, but it doesn't look like a lot of people listen last week. Anyway, um, I started the Texas A&M Commerce program, the Master's Master of Arts program in theater, and I have some opinions. I'm not going to reveal them here. Uh, it is uh, I, I chose the program for a number of reasons, but one of the main ones is the convenience for me because my mother-in-law, speaking of which, full circle here, lives just uh, about 20, 25 minutes from uh, commerce. So I'm able to save a lot of money by staying with her uh, and by switching to Geico. So uh, that is kind of nice. And the uh, program is so far, you know, jury's still out. I've only been to two classes as of this dropping. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm an 
old theater person. I've been doing it for literally decades. And uh, sometimes you just have to push through the sort of elementary elements of things. Uh, and when you're told that the first step in designing a show is to read the show, you kind of you kind of take a seat back and say, I hope, I hope there are more steps because I'm here to learn. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but it is fun to be in person and learning. I haven't been in a classroom as a student learning since 2007. So that part of it is fun. Even though I have a master's degree in education, <laughs> way to go me. Uh, that was all online and a lot of writing. This one I appreciate. There is writing, but like we're, my design class were drawing things like, ooh, right, right. And my directing class were acting, ooh, sexy. So anyway, it is kind of fun and I do enjoy it. Uh, and yeah, enough about that. I don't think I have much else to say. Uh, this week, um, as this dropped, this this week, that's all, folks. This week, as this drops, I'm doing something really cool. Uh, with a company that's really cool and it's going to be published for all of you because I think it's really cool. I hope you don't find it boring, uh, but I'm doing something that was presented to me and I'll get into details once it drops uh, that was presented to me by a friend of mine who also happens to uh, be the, I think, general manager or owner of a tech place that uh, is on land, you know, a, te a tech land, if you will. So I'm doing something cool with them. I don't want to jinx it by saying that I'm doing it because every time I do that, yeah. Uh, also, um, I, thanks for asking, but my recovery from my surgery is going well. Uh, I have some other rather unusual things that are happening to me downstairs, but I'm not going to get into that. So anyway, enough about that. Speaking of not getting into that, oh my gosh, I should be canceled. Alexa Hale Walters, one of the coolest people ever in the entire world. I I don't remember her due date, but if this drops on the day her baby is born, wow, right? Okay, enjoy this week's interview. Holler back, girl. Hi, thanks for having me. I am Alexa Walters. Um, I am at Ranchview High School in Carrollton Farmers Branch ISD. Um, I have been there. Let's see. I just finished my fourth year, which was exciting because it was the first time I got to see kids all four years and see them through and you know, graduation was special. And so that was neat. And then next year will actually be my 10th year, which every time I say that out loud, I'm like, whoa, um, I am old. And 10 years kind of flew. Um, so how did I get here? Um, well, funny enough, Jack and I, my husband, we've been watching a lot of baby videos lately, like of ourselves as babies, um, because I am pregnant and we want to see what kind of child we're going to bring into this world. <laughs> um, needless to say, it's going to be chaos. So watching a lot of home videos, I have always been extra. I have always been a ham. There's videos of me like taking bows at two years old and literally like waiting for applause to happen. 
Um, I blame that a little bit on my dad too, because my dad always had the camera, like one of those big, like 90s cameras that you have to rest on your shoulder or like you need a tripod or you're going to like collapse. And um, so he would definitely encourage um, the performance aspect. Um, So yeah, I feel like I've always been that way. Um, In pre-K, there was a Christmas show and I remember the teachers being like, we need you to be Mary. And in my head, I was like, who the hell is Mary? So I turned down my first lead role and I was like, make me an angel, please. I just want to be an angel. So that was my first. I don't think I had any lines because I was dumb and I turned down that role. Um, but that was my, my first time in front of like a true audience. And then let's see, skip ahead, skip ahead. Um, fifth grade, my fifth grade teacher was really cool, Miss Jones. She's definitely up there on favorite teachers. She would always do a play, like it, at least one play. Um, I think she would typically try to do one in the spring as well. But I remember my year specifically, we could not get it together. So the spring play did not happen. But I think for the spring play, I was supposed to be like the Minotaur. Like it was like a Greek. It was a weird. I forgot. But it was funny. Like I had a rap as a Minotaur. So I'm really sad I didn't get to do that. But for the fall, I was cast as Ebenezer Scrooge, which was a good time. I think my costume was my fifth grade teacher's husband's pajamas. So they definitely kept falling off of me, but you know, the show must go on. Um, But no, I mean, I had a lot of lines for a fifth grader, like looking back, like I know it was like probably, you know, a 20, 25 minute show, but yeah. And so that felt good. And um, I would always do the the elementary talent shows. And I don't know what my deal was. I'm so glad someone finally stopped me from doing this. But you could audition third, fourth, and fifth grade. And for third and fourth grade, I did like an Elvis impersonation. And I thought like, I was so cool. And like, I don't think I can watch those videos anymore. Like it was just, what was I thinking? Like even my fifth grade teachers, when I got to fifth grade, they're like, maybe you need to retire Elvis. And I was like, thank you for saying that. Um, So middle school, unfortunately, we did not have a theater program, which was a bummer. I remember sixth grade, it was that rotation class where you got like a few weeks of music, a few weeks of, um, I don't even know, art, and then a few weeks of theater. And obviously theater was my favorite. Um, And then that was kind of it. Like there wasn't another option seventh or eighth grade besides Calm App communications applications and for some reason I didn't do that and I don't know why to this day um like the teacher even talked to me and I don't really know what the deal was um I just didn't do it uh so yeah that's maybe why middle school sucked 
<laughs> like so bad because I was still this like weird kid, not really having an outlet, um, not really interested in playing an instrument because, you know, band kids are pretty weird too. But yeah, so I middle school, not a lot of good memories there, but high school um, was great. I went to high school in Houston. Um, all of this was in Houston. I grew up in Houston. Um, and I went to Sci Fair High School, the original Sci School. Now there's like a million. And I had Candace Kern, who is my hero. Um, she actually knew me when I was still in the womb, which is crazy because my dad taught. That was like the only high school my dad taught at for like, I don't know, at least 25 years. Um, so, and my mom taught there for a minute too. I think that's how they met. Um, so yeah, she knew me before I was even born. And so it was cool to finally have her as a teacher. Um, she always just felt like an extended family member and, um, yeah, I, I mean, I loved high school theater. I was like, okay, I have arrived I feel like this is my group of weirdos. Um, freshman year, actually, they advanced to state um, for, I think, the first time, M maybe in the district, but for sure, Sci Fair. And they did Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. And that's when, you know, the rules were a little more loose. And like Kern is the ultimate creative and she had like David Bowie's Under Pressure playing. Um, it was like amazing, amazing, amazing. But I remember not being able to truly audition. Like, I think I just asked if I could audition for fun um, because I was in soccer and I had done soccer from like age four to freshman year of high school. And then that's when I realized oh my God, I'm missing out. I need to quit soccer. Plus I'm on the bench all the time. So like what um, is not me anymore? I need to do this because I was the ultimate groupie at state that year. Like I went to all the way to Austin, like to watch. Um, thanks dad for taking me. And it was just like, whoa, I need to do this. This could have been like, even as like an alternate to the alternate. It could have been me being more, um, you know, involved. So um, that was amazing. So then after that, I was full theater. Um, sophomore year, I was cast as the Little Prince in The Little Prince. And people who know me best know I'm obsessed with The Little Prince now. I got a couple tats. Um, our baby boy's nursery is the little prince now. Um, I love it. And Kern is really hardcore and she was very anti-wig. So she was like, whoever gets the little prince, you're chopping off your hair and it's going to be bleached. And I was like, all right. Like, I've never really cared about my hair that much. So I was down. And so I got cast and chopped off my hair. And it was kind of fun. Like I could rock like a mohawk at school. And um, yeah, that was my first lead role in high school. And it was a really, it was a good time. The play was in the black box. So you could really feel like the energy 
And it was just magical, 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 probably still one of the most magical shows I've been a part of. Um, what else? Uh, UIL was always like a challenge for me to get cast in. Like I did quite a bit of tech or like backstage before I think I officially made my first UIL show as an actor my senior year. But like for the insanity of Mary Gerard, I want to say that was my sophomore year. Like I played the timpani backstage for the heartbeat. And like, I've always been an anxious human. So just like mentally preparing for the heartbeat each time, it was like a lot for me, but I loved it. Um, And then maybe that's why I wasn't cast until senior year. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, it was fun. And then um trying to think of other things I did, but yeah, I mean, that's what I always tell my students is, you know, you're not always going to get cast and that doesn't mean you're terrible. It just means, I don't know, maybe you need more experience or there's something else for you to do. Um, and then my senior year, that was probably one of my favorites. I was finally cast in UIL as, um, in Paganini as the Apple wife, Gussie, the prostitute that nobody wanted. That was, I think that's still my top five roles. Um, just, I mean, fun. Uh, and then Paganini's mom and then someone who owned the restaurant, but, um, I got all-star cast for those like four, I mean, I wouldn't say they were lead roles, but definitely like pop in, pop out. So that was like really good, I guess, validation in a way. And it really secured, I guess, my insecurities about being like a character actress because I could never be, um, you know, like the straight character, the the ingenue, that is not me. So like earlier that year, we had done Little Mermaid. And I always make this comparison to my students. I'm like, you're either an Ariel or an Ursula. And I'm definitely Ursula. And I got cast as Ursula, which I feel like that's more fun. And it just as a high school student, though, you don't really see that you're just like, ugh. I'm not, you know, the lead. I'm not the one that everyone wants to be. Um, but now it's like, no, like Kern knew what she was doing. And of course, as a high schooler, you think you're like, Ugh, I know best sometimes or whatever. But no, like it was, she really helped me in um, like accepting my, weirdness and being like no like I'm a character actress too like you're fine um so yeah that was a good time and then my oh rewind a little bit so my junior year I wrote a play because I think we did this like exercise in her class one day where we just like laid on the floor, like on towels and like she played meditation music. Um, and like looking back now as a teacher, I'm like, oh, that was probably a day. Like she just needed a break <laughs> because sometimes I'm like, all right, we're listening to music. We're, we're reflecting. Um, but she made it. 
um, a writing exercise. So afterwards you like wrote a monologue. So from this monologue, she liked it. And she was like, you need to flesh this out. You need to make this a play. So I did. And there were many a days, because I think the deadline was coming up for whatever playwriting contest. Like, I don't know if it was Thespians or TTA at the time. I don't know. One of those. Um, and it was like due soon. So there were many a days where I would ask my teachers if I could go hide in the loft and finish writing. And anyway, I did. And I ended up getting third. And then my senior year, I had the opportunity to direct that show. And that was kind of like the turning point. Like, yes, I love acting. I don't think I want to pursue acting because, like I said, I'm way too much of an anxious person. I like stability. Um, and I don't think I could do the New York life, the L.A. life. I just I don't think I was ever cut out for that. So that was kind of the turning point of, oh, wow, I really like directing. Um, it was a fun show. I forget the original. I need to really fix the title. I think the original title was like Love Sucks. And then the second one was some quote I found online. And it was like, love is a friendship set to music. And I'm like, oh, God. OK, so I need to tweak that. But it was definitely uh like an autobiography in a way. Like, I think I wrote about my current relationship, like if we were older, um, definitely put some family members in there. Um, yeah. And then the end, it's like the main character's sister gets married before her, which I know that's like a movie now, um, but whatever, probably plenty of movies, but she ended up having like a Halloween wedding. So it's kind of funny because like I had a Halloween wedding. So there were things that I was like yearning for, I guess, in my future that I got to kind of express in this play. So that was really fun. Um, but yeah, the directing aspect was like, amazing and yeah I have it on video somewhere and one of my friends at the time uh we still keep in touch but just not as much he actually made like a printed script for me and it like it looked like a Sam French script like he's a genius and like he put a little animal on there. I don't know. It was, I still have it. It's very precious to me. So from there, because like I always knew I wanted to be a teacher because both my parents are in education. My grandma was in education. No one wanted me to be in education. <laughs> I think they were excited when I took HOSA in high school, like the medical class where you go on rotations. I think they were really hopeful about that. Um, but that didn't. And it just, I wanted something more personal, I think. Um, so anyway, as soon as I did the directing thing, I was like, oh, like I can actually be a theater teacher. Like I don't have to pick something more streamlined, like science or English, which were probably my other two options. Um, so I went to Texas State, which is where Kern went because I wanted to be just like Kern because she's amazing. And that was probably the best decision ever. Um, I'm very 
I go off of vibes. So um, I was a nerd. I was in top 10%. I could have gone to a few places in Texas. But as soon as I visited Texas State, I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't need to visit. It was my first tour and last tour. Like, I was just like, I'm sold. This is beautiful. There's a river that runs through campus that I can jump in whenever I want. The theater program is magical and it's surrounded by a moat. Like what? So um, really, really good times. Um, it was weird being a teacher cert um, because, you know, um, BFA actors have strong personalities. I mean, I know I have a strong personality, but whenever I would audition for a show, they'd be like, who are you and why are you attempting to be on this stage um but it was always fun I mean I say always I got two main stage parts so it was always like nice kind of proving myself and being like listen maybe I don't want to go to New York or LA and be a part of this acting showcase or whatever but I can still my own on stage um so the first show, the first main stage show I did was uh, Picasso at the La Pena Gil. And I, <laughs> staying true to my weird character actor self, I was the two minute role of female admirer, um, where she comes on looking for a man named Schmendman and she thinks um, I believe Picasso is Schmendeman. So she like is on the prowl and then she realizes, oh my God, he's not Schmendeman. And then like freaks out and screams and runs off stage. And that was always like really, really fun. Um, that was probably the craziest audition I've ever had. I think that's when I started feeling bold. Um, because I mean, even in high school, I felt like I would hold back a little at auditions and stuff like that. But I was like, no, I really want to be on this Texas main Texas State main stage before I graduate. So I'll do whatever. So I think what happened? We did that scene in auditions, and my scene partner uh, was Philip Ray Guevara, who's doing very well right now. He's in commercials and stuff like that. So if I had cable, I'd be like, oh my God, funny story about him. But, um, I basically asked him since I was this stalkerish character, like, Hey, to test if you're Schmendman, can I lick your face? <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah, sure. And I think he just thought I was going to do like a little like a little like um, timid lick on the cheek. But I went full like ice cream cone lick on his cheek. So it kind of like took him aback. But <laughs> I got the part and it was like, OK. Um, and even the director was like, that was crazy. You did great. That's what I want for this character. So thank you, Phil, for letting me lick your face. Um, and then after that, um, Richard Sauters did lend me a tenor, which is like a dream play. And I played Julia, the older 
um she wears like the sequin dress that she compares or someone calls her the Chrysler building because it's so out there and that was a really good time um I remember like just laughing so much during that show like the rehearsal process like even people were laughing during the show on stage which I know you're not supposed to do but it was just like such a good time um And then I guess at Texas State, I had a couple more directing opportunities. Richard Sauters taught directing one. um, And I did scenes from, oh, dad, poor dad, mama's hung you in the closet and I'm feeling so sad, which I still want to do in full one day because it's so weird. Um, And I remember him writing on a sheet of paper, like, I think you're a director. And like, that was really sweet. And it just kind of made me feel like, all right, I'm, I'm still in the right place, even though, you know, you doubt yourself sometimes in the arts. And then I had the late, great Jeremy Torres, who taught directing too. And I think I did another dark play, um, Food for Fish, um, by one of my favorite playwrights. I, I know I'm butchering his last name, but Adam Simkowitz. Sorry if he's listening. I don't, maybe he's not, but um, he's wonderful. And um, I got to be super creative. And I just remember Jeremy Torres, like crying after the show and being like, you're a director. And I'm like, ah, Jeremy, stop. Um, So yeah, I, I guess I was just one of those lucky people that, lucky weird people that realized they wanted to do what they ended up doing junior year of high school. And I know that is like not the norm at all. Like I tell my students all the time, like you're allowed to change majors and, but I don't know. I just, I never wanted to do that. Um, So, oh, also one more thing about college that I think is really important. And I tell all my kids to do it because it's just like, just life-changing and character building, but I tell everyone to be a resident assistant Um, because first of all, free room and board, and also it's like pre-teaching. Like, I think I learned more about teaching through being an RA than sometimes some of my classes Um, because you have to help so many I mean, I don't want to say kids because they were in college, but, you know, like a whole floor of girls who are like struggling with different things, whether it's like roommate issues or um, like being homesick or whatever. And then you plan activities like I remember helping plan like a midnight float on the river or like a polar bear plunge in February and just like getting I mean, it really was like a theater one class in a way, like getting kids to come out of their rooms and socialize and make friends and learn how to talk to people who they don't know yet. Um, Like, I think the first night everyone had moved in, we did, we made like this huge fort in the lobby and played music and like, I mean big kids like forts still like you know what I mean like it didn't have to be complicated so I always recommend that um let's see graduation 
Then I got hired right after graduating, which is like terrifying. Like I think back to my first year of teaching and I'm like, I don't know how I got through it. I mean, definitely therapy. (laughs) So I recommend that too. Um, But I was hired as a middle school director in San Antonio and I never wanted to teach middle school, but I also wanted a job and like, God bless all the middle school directors. Like, I really think it's just, it's a job that people take for granted. And I've heard like high school directors be like, oh, a middle school director or like middle school shows, but no, like they need to be quiet because it is hard. I, I think it's harder than teaching high school for sure, because you have all the feelings and then um, they have none of the basics yet. And um, I remember having to start an after school program. And I think my first show was the jungle book with like 30 kids. And I was like, what am I doing? But thank God, I will say, even though it wasn't my jam, I had a group of like core parents and core students who I still talk to to this day that really helped me and really like made my days there better um, for sure. And one of them actually messaged me and I talked to her maybe like a year ago now and she started school I want to say at Texas State, I could be wrong, um, trying to become a theater teacher. And it's just so sweet. And um, so, yeah, even though it wasn't my jam, I learned a lot um, because you're basically a one man show there, um, which I never want to do again. And then I uh, moved to Stevens High School and not the head or anything, but one of the assistants, I think it was, yeah, it was three of us. And I got to do a lot of black box shows, which are my favorite because there's no rules and uh, you can pick whatever music you want. So like, for instance, I always did like a weird, um, I feel like I'm saying weird a lot. So quirky. Um, I always did like a pre-show uh that kind of would lead into the show but not so like for chamber music um which takes place in an asylum like I had all these other extras like just like in an asylum and like music was playing and it was just I don't know I like that sort of thing and for Mary Gerard um I had an amazing singer uh she was a student And I forgot the band that she was doing covers of. That's going to kill me. But um, it was a cool band. And then the art teacher at the time, he was into music. So he had one of those. um, Oh, man. The instrument that you wave your hands through. Like chimes or something? Not. No, way cooler than chimes. It was like synth-like. Oh, he's going to be so mad at me if he listens to this. But um, anyway, it was very like techno, like, I'll have to look it up. I wish wish this was a video podcast because your your choreography (laughs) is amazing. (laughs) No, I mean, I definitely played with it. Like it was like legit cool. And he had this like boom stick 
that like was connected to his computer or something. And you could like literally just like boom it and it would create like these vibrations. So basically he did music throughout the whole show. And um, I asked one of my favorite bands um, at the time they were called Voodoo Boogaloo, but now they're Yanni Yell Yell. I suck at names. Clearly but, one of your favorites. <laughs> right. No, no. Um, Yanni Yelly Glowy Floaty. I think that's right. And so I used one of their songs and they actually came to watch the play. And then they ended up performing at our theater banquet, which was like so rad. Um, so anyway, I got to be weird. In that's, the black that's actually their Yanni Yelly Glowy Floaty. That's actually their Thank name. You. I'm looking at it. Thank you so much for wow. checking that because I know they need recognition. They're amazing. Um, and I just butchered it. Um, so yes, check them out. Um, and then, so I was a few years there and then I went, I moved to Dallas um, just thinking about, I had already met my husband, my now husband in San Antonio, and we were thinking about, okay, well, if this gets more serious, like, where do we want to like, you know, make our roots and his sister lived here. My sibling lived here. Um, it just made more sense a little bit. Cause I had no family in San Antonio. Um, my family, I think at that time was still all in Houston, um, he had family in San Antonio, um, but I think we figured they would be up a lot because we knew like his sister wanted to have kids soon and now she has two and they're awesome. Um, so that brought me to Ranchview. Um, uh, and now I work with the amazing Martin Sanchez, um, and, I think we're amazing. Uh, we definitely kind of yin and yang. Um, <laughs> he can make costumes out of nothing, which I cannot. No one wants me doing costumes. I think for the Jungle Book, we painted shirts, you know, like that's where I'm at. Um, no, he's like literally incredible and can make anything. So I really... <laughs> I'm really grateful for him and I get to focus a bit more on the acting and all the things that go in that. But yeah, I think I brushed yeah. the surface. I feel like I talked for like 30 minutes straight. So uh, you did, but that's okay. That's the point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, 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 you said, okay. So I took a lot of notes First of all, because I was fact-checking you. Well, not fact-checking you. I believe oh, you. But, but I, I didn't find a pronunciation for Adam Zimkov, Zimkovich. I'm assuming that's what it is. Adam Zimkovich? Yeah, Adam I Zimkovich? I don't know. But uh, check him out. He's got quite the cred to his name. MFA from Columbia. Went to Juilliard. Yeah. So, uh, most people would probably know Kodachrome. Because okay. that made the UIL list a okay. couple times in the last couple of years. But Food for Fish is definitely still my favorite. Yeah, and yeah. just Googling Food for Fish obviously uh, brings up a lot more than Adam Simkovich's plays. Uh, right. 
Yeah, that's uh, I now know a lot about what you should and should not feed your fish, but because um, <laughs> that's all I got. Okay, so I put a lot of th- I put a lot of things down on my little notepad here. Uh, some of these are fun, and some of them are going to lead to you know or open ended questions that you can um, answer. But uh, first of all, I want to make a shirt that says I went full ice cream cone lick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh god who would wear that i don't i apparently nobody because uh <laughs> yeah um and and uh tattoos i want oh well before i ask you about tattoos i want to ask you about your the so your recall is very good uh is that coincidental with the fact that you mentioned that you and your husband have been watching videos or, is, or do you always have good memory recall Um, no, I feel like those are usually like the core stories I I like to tell about how I got into theater. Um, cause you know, like I didn't grow up in a religious household. So as soon as I tell most people in Texas that I turned down Mary, um, I usually get a reaction. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, Plus, like, my dad doesn't let me live down any of those things either. Sure. Like, I, I, he's showed most people I've dated me as Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. If you, if you can get past that, then you, you might be a keeper. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Uh, and way to remember your fifth grade teacher. I don't remember, I remember my elementary choir director only because he ended up being a substitute at the schools that I taught at in, in Fort Bend. And it was just small world. I was just like, Mr. Clark, what the hell? What are you doing here? He's mm-hmm. like, I'm subbing. And I was like, you know, and here I am a teacher and he's subbing and I, it still smelled the same, but, um, <laughs> I love Mr. Clark. That's a, that's just a, okay. So VHS tapes, are you watching these videos on VHS tape? Okay, so my dad actually uh, transferred all of them to DVDs, thank God, okay, which I good. feel like DVDs now are like... DVDs are also becoming obsolete, yeah. Right, what are we going to do? That's yeah. fine, yeah, okay, uh, and let me keep ticking these off. Um, okay, so uh, tattoos. Um, I'm a tattoo person too, but I have not gotten above the waist uh, with my tattoos, and I also oh. have I also have a rule that I have to be able to see it if I want to. I am the same way. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't want it for me. Yeah. Right. I don't, I, yeah. The, the angel wings on my tramp stamp, that's a whole <laughs> other story. Uh, no, but I don't want things on my back because I'm never, I'm never going to see it. And nor do I, uh, I rarely am topless, um, around anyone. So like, I don't the paying $200 for a back tattoo for me, Again, yeah. I don't want to alienate people that have back tattoos or back twos, as I call them. Um, but uh, like, what is your story with tattoos? Uh, you know, they they all mean something to to the person that has them. Uh, yeah. But you mentioned little prints, mm-hmm. but I'm noticing flowers and and sort of floral type things. What is your? Are you going to stop? Are you addicted like most people? Or I wouldn't say I'm addicted um, because I feel like I've spaced quite a bit of time between my tattoos. So like it really has to like strike me as I really want this. And I tend to make myself want a tattoo for at least six months before I commit. 
Um, and that's what I tell students too, because they're a little impulsive sometimes. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, my first one on my wrist is um uh an elephant, no, a bow constrictor that swallowed an elephant from the little prince. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, and I didn't do like the detailed inside because I like when people ask me or they're like, why do you have a hat? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. good. This is the point. Yeah. Um, let me explain this to you. Um, so you're not an adult or whatever. <laughs> um, and then my next, so that was like college. That was like probably when I was 21 or something. Yeah. Um, and I remember being so obnoxious in the tattoo shop. I'm so sorry, Nate Dog. Like, I think I wore like pearl. Nate Dog. Nate Dog. The rapper gave you a okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I yeah. wore pearls. I wore a cheetah cardigan. Yeah. I was very like, I don't know. I wore my girliest outfit for yeah. some reason, which nothing wrong with that. But similar similar story very- too. Yeah, I wore pearls. And, <laughs> yeah. I brought like three friends to like alternate <laughs> holding my hand and this tattoo took 10 minutes, yeah. but I still have like the reactions video and I'm just like, Oh God, this poor man. Yeah. Um, poor Nate dog. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was probably the last thing he wanted to do that day. But anyway, bless him. And then <laughs> very recently, maybe just like a couple years ago, maybe two or three, it was right before COVID, I want to say, I don't know, but I got all the, I got a flower sleeve. I know that sounds pretty basic, but they do mean things. Um, I'm really obsessed with Frida Kahlo. Um, and I love everything she stands for. And, um, so all of these flowers are ones that she's either worn or painted, Um, and then of course the butterfly like symbolizes growth for me because I feel like I've grown a lot as a human, um, as do most humans. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I feel like I've come a long way with, um, just rolling with the punches more and like, uh, being a little bit more flexible. I feel like I used to be way more type A and, my reactions used to be way different than what they are now. So just like celebrating that. What do you attribute that to? Oof. I mean, therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like I said, I don't think I could have done first year of teaching without it. Um, I also do Al-Anon, which I say that and like, sometimes I say it when I'm at a happy hour and they're like, Whoa, you good. And, but it has nothing to do with me not uh, handling alcohol. It's like, you know, people in your life who are alcoholics and like, obviously that's affected you as a person. So yeah, especially those two things I would say have helped me. Well, thanks for the honesty. Uh, you, uh, not to get lighthearted on this, but excuse me. Um, you said skip ahead, skip ahead. And I immediately went to Shrek. Are you like, did you mean to, <laughs> did you mean to say skip it? Like, was that just a quote or just something you said, or was that a straight from <laughs> Shrek thing? What is that from? Cause my daughters are obsessed with that musical. Are they? It, it's yeah. a good one. And so, it would, yeah, I, no, I just said it, Okay, but it might be ingrained in me because that was the me. first show I did at Ranch View when I didn't know anybody yet, which is kind of like a big show to take on yeah. when you know 
nobody. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe that's just like ingrained. Yeah. You, so that, that, that just, when you said that, I, I, I think I shut down for about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, we're about to <laughs> talk about Shrek. Uh, okay. And then, uh, okay. What is it, what is it about little Prince? Like what resonated with you so much that to the point where you permanently inked yourself or, you know, that you just, you know, that you, that you're going to name your, uh, currently unborn baby, Mr. Prince. Um, <laughs> I'm just making assumptions, but what is it right. about little Prince that, and, and also what do little Prince, uh, nurseries look like? You don't need to move the camera by any means, but are, no, are you I in know. there? I'm, I'm in the nursery. Oh, you're in the nursery. Wow. So what is, no, oh, wow. That is. Okay. So like, did you paint that? Out- no, listen, oh, okay, I'm, okay. I'm, yes, doing, I'm doing Sorry. a plug right now. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so shout out to AJ Danforth, yeah. my best friend's husband, Alicia. Um, he is also in theater and he's amazing at murals. And we always tell him he could literally quit his job yeah. and just do murals. That looks great. Like people would pay a thousand dollars for that. Easily. <laughs> yeah. Easily. So no, it's amazing. Um, So yeah, Little Prince is very important to me, I guess, for a lot of reasons. Oh, I do want to do one more. So I have the fox as well, the weird doodle. Um, So anyway, that's it. Those are my three tattoos at the moment. Um, But the Little Prince, I guess, I mean, obviously it being my first show as a lead, like that really struck me. And just, I feel like it's a book that you can read at different points in your life and just be like, Oh, wow. Like I didn't catch that the first time, like all every planet he visits, you know, there's a different moral, there's a different thing to learn. Um, You know, like love is obviously a big premise throughout like taming a Fox. And like, now that's your responsibility. And then like the Rose and like just the aviator. I mean, I think, one of the most powerful lines of the story for me is just like, just the aviator realizing he doesn't have to be so serious and like all the adults in his life, you know, like he would draw the boa constrictor that swallowed an elephant and they'd be like, what's this hat? (laughs) And he'd have to explain it to them. And just like getting back to the roots of it. Like you can, you can be a kid at heart, and still do just fine in this world. Um, And then, you know, the Fox's quote is amazing. I thought about getting somebody to do the quote on the nursery, but, um, uh, oh, now, you know, now I'm going to blank. Now I'm thinking (laughs) of Yanni Yelly, glowy floaty. Yeah. 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 Instrument that I can't, um, but um, it is only with the heart that one can see rightly what is essential is invisible to the eye. So obviously that's like, I think the most powerful line in the book, but so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really, I think it's a very important read for like everybody. Right. That's good. Yeah. I, I mean, I did little Prince when it was at Houston grand opera and, uh, you saw it? I, I was a, an, a stage management intern at the time. That's cool. Yeah, I so, think I saw that. Yeah. So, uh, that was a long time ago, but yeah, I, that's my only experience with little Prince, but, um, I mean, obviously it was good. I, I think everything that does, uh, a, a, 
organization like HGO does, whether it's a good show or not, is always like a good experience. So if you're a mm-hmm. part of it, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, uh, all right. So now I'm getting it. Well, I've got one more, well, two more kind of fun things, and then I'll get into a little bit more educational, ugh, boring. Uh, have you done, you seem like a girl that would enjoy a Don Nigro play. So, and Paganini, obviously Don Nigro. Have you done any other Nigro? I mean, he's so, you know, I had him on this podcast. He's one of the few quote celebrities that I've had, but, uh, he does not pigeonhole himself as someone that has a, a, like a style or a type of writing, but he does. He a hundred percent. Yeah. It's poetry. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And, um, but have you done any, it's kind of an acquired taste, you know? Right. Right. Um, I'm thinking, I think I've just been in Paganini. And then when I was at Stevens, I did Paganini, like I directed Paganini. And that was like, probably my favorite show I've directed. Because, you know, I could, I mean, Don Nigro, you can do what you want with it. And like, I just like plays where, yes, there's stage directions, but there's a lot of freedom within those. So like the pre-show, I had like all the toys out, like doing in sync, like movements and to weird music. Like, like, like they were in sync or they were doing in sync movements. Those are two different. I really did. (laughs) Um, like they were in sync. They okay. weren't saying bye, bye, okay, bye. Okay. That would have been like cool. That. I mean, now, yeah. Anyway. Continue. Yeah, that would have been a take. I'm sure Don Nigro would have been. Peeved. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that would have just, well, he's not in his grave, but if he was, he would have been. And then uh, the other fun thing was I, uh, that we were, were, I also have a similar soccer upbringing where I quit once I realized theater needed to be the you know first and foremost so anyway i just thought i'd throw that out there what, but. what position did you play in soccer Ooh, i was so i was goalie most of the time uh but then when i got older uh i played until i was 16 but when i got older i sucked i'm not athletic like i'm uh i'm slow and so that's why i was a goalie for so long is because i just i just couldn't sprint but right. but i was bigger than most kids at 15 and 16 years old. So my coach put me in as like, which is not a soccer thing, almost like the, like in hockey, how they have the the guy that just runs around or skates around and just barrels over players just to knock them down and <laughs> get them tired. I was that yeah. guy in the, the, the goon, I think is what it is, is I was that guy in our, on our soccer team. Cause we sucked and we were so bad. We only won two games in two seasons. And so, Ooh. yeah. Right. And uh, so anyway, he moved me from being goalie to just, Go knock, just get people, like, make them lose their, their air in their lungs. And it's like, okay. Kind of fun, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, whatever you want, <laughs> sir. Um, all right, so questions about you and education. Um, you briefly touched on this, but, you you know, you talked about how your dad was a teacher for 20-plus years and your mom was a teacher as well, and you think that's how they met. But uh, so education's in your blood, but you – you were you talked a lot about how theater was a thing but did you you know eventually you had that light bulb moment i know you mentioned that too but did you did you feel that education was going to be a thing uh at some point in your life like you were it was just inevitable yeah no i mean i 
felt like I discovered I wanted to be a teacher before I discovered like my true love of theater in high school. So yeah, no, I, I mean, I always thought about like teaching English and like basically making that a theater class, like some of (laughs) like the good English teachers do like to keep you entertained. Um, I know Jack told me, uh, my husband that in his English class, one of them, like he did like a musical theater unit. And for some reason he was the spokesperson in his group and he picked Oklahoma, which is maybe not what I would have picked for like a whole unit. But, um, so yeah, no, I felt like I could still add my own twist to English. And then I guess my other choice was science because I'm, you know, obviously I considered medical things for a minute and I always thought like, it'd be so funny to teach like sex ed to seventh graders (laughs) and like, just make it super uncomfortable. And so, yeah, like those were my top two choices for a while. And then, like I said, I tried directing and I was like, oh, like I can't, I can teach this. Yeah. Why didn't I think about that before? Like it just felt like a class or like an area where you couldn't be a teacher. Right. But I'm like, what am I thinking? Like Kern's doing it. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you feel that you're more of, or that you're still a singer dancer type? Like you mentioned, you were Ursula, which isn't a. It's a singer. I mean, Ursula has 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 to sang. Uh, obviously doesn't do too much dancing because she's tied down to her, whatever the heck things. Tentacles. Yeah. Uh, I'm laughing because I definitely like faked it till I made it with that. Like, and plus Kern wasn't really, um, her musicals weren't her thing. I think she did two musicals, like all my four years and now it's like such a crazy thing where it's like you're expected to do a musical like once a year but no like she would do she did two so the first one was Wizard of Oz and I was probably crow number three (laughs) I had like a cigar and I had one singing line and I legit remember going into a panic some rehearsals like crying Mm -hmm. because I could not do this one singing part so no I am not a singer dancer at all I am not a triple threat not even close um so for Ursula I think Kern like did her own twist like it definitely wasn't the Disney version so Disney don't come after her but she definitely did her own twist with some of Ursula's songs and stuff. Like, I think I only had one spell song, but the rest was very like just acting. Um, And I did do one dance that you meant like now that you mentioned that. And it was like, basically when I was losing my power and I was basically like spazzing out. Yeah. So that's another that's another video my dad yeah. likes to show people. Um, so yeah, no, it was it was a good time. But Kern definitely knew what my strengths were and what they weren't. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we, we uh, I mean, I did Little Mermaid. It's probably my least favorite musical I've ever been a part of as a teacher. But um, just because I feel like we could have done more, and also. As yeah. one of my colleagues now says, the the um, the elephant in the room is that 
there's no water. <laughs> like, like right. it's a whole, it's a whole show about people in the water and there's no water. But anyway, uh, I know. And then I'm always like, do the roller skates really help? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know we did this last year and I was like, no, like, I'm not going to do that to my kids. Like they would be falling all over the place. I just falling into the pit and stuff. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> yeah. fun. Uh, well, shout out to little mermaid. Uh, and, and then do you feel, cause there's a, there's a big, I feel like it's more of a movement nowadays than it, than it ever has been. But do you feel you are well-rounded? I know you mentioned, uh, you know, don't have you do costumes, <laughs> but like you also mentioned earlier in your, in your kind of journey that you did tech for a lot of shows and you kind of mm -hmm. almost didn't realize you could do the acting side or not that you couldn't do the acting, but that it was going to be a, a reality for you. But so do you feel like you could fake it till you make it when it comes to all elements of theater minus costumes drawing on jungle book shirts? <laughs> right. So I think I could fake some things. Um, I totally forgot the part of my journey where I feel like we've talked about it briefly, but like university of Houston, oops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, go, go. I got my master's. Yeah. Um, so that kind of helped fill in some gaps. Um, you know, Kevin Rigdon with lighting. Mm -hmm. I had Shimko, um, Rena Cook, Michelle. Yeah. I had a lot of amazing teachers where I didn't necessarily get that intensive time at Texas State with specific things, especially yeah. tech. Because um, I feel like there was just so much. I was mostly taking acting and like education courses. So, yeah, I've always felt like that's been a gap of mine. I'm not amazing at it. I do like design. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm really good at verbalizing what I want, um, like a, a set to look, the vibe of the show I want. I really like um, verbalizing lighting looks. And I've done sound before for a show. Um, leading Ladies, we did Leading Ladies. That was our COVID show, actually, mm. which was so sad because um, I love that show. And we had two amazing boys. One of them actually stepped up two weeks before mm. our first contest. And they both won Best Performer at District, which was like the best feeling yeah. ever. Um, so I did the sound for that. And it was really funny because one of the parts, like, you know, they start at the train station. So I, I literally recorded Jack in our bathroom, like being a train conductor. And I'm glad he goes along with what I need sometimes. Yeah. He's actually like really good at voices too. Like I've straight up told him, like, I know he's more left brained, but he could definitely do like voice acting. But anyway, so going back to tech, yeah, I feel like I can be confident in sound sometimes. I can be confident in lighting and set design. I think where I struggle is just the execution mm -hmm. of it all. Sure. Like I'm not amazing at all with a light board. Um, just any sort of technology. I feel like um, I'm bringing shame to millennials. Like I'm just not, I'm not naturally good at any of that. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I feel like 
I love being creative in those ways. So I think, honestly, I feel like if I was thrown into it, and I know that's how a lot of people like describe how they've gotten so good at tech is because like they've had to, like they were the one man show or whatever the case may be. I think I would need that experience. Almost like if I were to truly learn Spanish, like Duolingo probably isn't cutting it. I would have to go to a country where in order to survive, I would need to speak Spanish and learn. So that's kind of how I feel about tech is I wish I could do more, but I'm grateful that I have enough tools to verbalize and like be able to sit down with Martin and be like, okay, this is what I want. This is the vision I'm having. You know, this is like the central image I'm going for. Um, Thanks, Rick Garcia. That was one of the best PDs ever. Um, But yeah. You have shilled for so many people, including your husband. Uh, So I want to get you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're like hire this guy for the mural hire this guy for voiceovers <laughs> go to rick right. garcia's camp yeah maestro yeah um so i want to get you out of here on this and it's maybe the heaviest thing that i've i'm gonna talk to you about but so my wife just left middle school theater and was in high school first did it in reverse was high school and then Ooh. wanted to uh raise our family and wanted less right. after school hours so she went to middle school um yeah. And would always tell me how it's significant, at least bell to bell, it's significantly harder. You know, obviously you're not staying afterwards as much to rehearse and things like that. But the difference is, is that, um, and I want you to speak on this. I don't want to be the the ending of this, but the difference is that middle school kids demand attention and high school kids demand the attention that you give to them. Uh, or that, that not that you give to them, that's not very eloquent that you create for them. So, so you almost, you could, as you said earlier, when you were talking about Kern, having a moment of you guys laying on the ground, listening to music and meditating, you could do that in high school because you need that, that day, or, you know, it's whatever you create. Whereas in middle school, you're not going to do that. Uh, the kids demand attention from you. 24 seven within the classroom. Uh, and that's the biggest struggle. So my wife would always come home and say, it's much harder from bell to bell, um, because of the energy that you put out. Uh, and high school is just the kids react to the energy you put out middle school. You react to the energy they put out. That's a much more eloquent way of saying it. Um, but I want you to kind of like, what is it that I don't even know if I have a question, uh, you know, <laughs> well, you touched on something important, I think. And like what I've been thinking about a lot is just how am I going to maintain the theater teacher life while becoming a mom? Yeah. I mean, I think that right there is like a whole topic for like a podcast, you know what I mean? But I also get what you're saying about, it's like, yeah, it's just different energy for each one. And they're both difficult, but yeah, different. Like I know middle school kids, like they just like wake up with energy. Yeah. And then like in high school, it's like, 
oh, your first period is kind of hit or miss. Yeah. Like, are they going to be alive today or not? But yeah, no, middle schoolers, they just stay on. They stay on all day. I don't think they crash at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. So um, like I said, middle school theater directors, they're amazing. Okay, because, so yeah. I, I'm going to put you on the spot then and – because uh, I didn't like how I just ended that with you, and you're a happy, funny person. So, do you got any? You got a good joke? Oh, you God. got anything? You don't have anything? I mean, I, I got some. Been. I got some dad jokes from TikTok, but seems like a weird they way to say end. Say one too. of those. Um. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, the uh, the the price of a slice of pie in the Bahamas is three dollars and fifty cents. And the slice of a, or the price of a slice of pie in the Dominican Republic is four dollars, and those are the pirates of the Caribbean. Oh dang! I get it. Is that <laughs> that definitely is a dad is joke? That, yes. <laughs> it's definitely. See, I feel like that's one of like the questions that makes me sweat. <laughs> is do you have a joke? Because I Same never, I don't have any. Like I, on my sleeve, like like how some people can do a monologue. Yeah. Like, hey, do a monologue. No, I'm not that type of person. Like, I forget everything. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, I I only I think the I only have inappropriate jokes that I remember, and then the one go my one go to that I always remember is what part of Mickey Mouse always hurts. Dis what? Disney. You point, oh, you point to your knee. Anyway, I'm going to stop recording. <laughs>